0: live your life boy ladies and gentlemen welcome to the conspiracy
1: farm where we don't start the conspiracies we just add the water and now your host of the most state-of-the-art most informed podcast on the interweb i
0: present to you pat militant and jeffrey wilson ladies and gentlemen are you ready for yeah rear naked choke of cocker spaniel bro
2: you don't change, change the neighborhood up conspiracy farm go check it out
1: What is up, ladies and gentlemen, Jeffrey Wilson here with another episode for the Archives of the Conspiracy Farm. As always, rolling shotgun with my partner in crime, UFC, Hall of Famer, Eater of Worlds, in seclusion like the rest of us. Champ, how are we doing today? Pat Militich.
2: I'm doing splendid, and I, I'm just glad we have a little bit of a window to speak with this gentleman today.
1: He has been very busy, and I tell you what, if this was like 15, 20 years ago, I mean, this probably would have taken like a week or two to set up, talk to people's people, dial up internet, point, or you know, snail mail. I was introduced to this gentleman yesterday morning. Uh, someone sent me a, a text or something like, "Are you seeing about this page about uh, in Wisconsin?" Or I'm sorry, in, in Michigan, um, Michiganers against excessive quarantine i believe it is so and i went on and it was just growing leaps and bounds and the individuals on there and i don't mean this obviously and i wanted to say it wasn't a violent thing but they were upset people are pissed people are pushing that back people Nationally, are pushing well they're pushing back rhetorically and you know this gentleman i'm not sure he was directly involved but he obviously probably knows the individuals anyway there was a massive massive rally um uh, to just against the whole quarantine, against what's going on, against some of what the, the, the governor's up there doing. I'm going to let him talk a little bit about it, how, how he got started. Garrett Saldano is joining us today. He's the individual who, along with other administrators, started the, the page that I mentioned on Facebook. Brother, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing fantastic, man. Just getting through, trying to, uh, just like everybody else, just trudge this thing forward and hopefully there's a light at the end of the tunnel and every single day it gets a little brighter and brighter. So that's what we're pushing for right now.
1: Well, and again, man, it's obviously uh, people have just kind of been pushed, man. As we talked about a lot on the show, none not that people aren't dying, not that coronavirus isn't real. But I believe the government, whether state or federally, has just overreacted and overstepped a lot of their rights as it relates to people not being able to go to work and have a livelihood. You know, the Tenth Amendment says any laws not not enumerated to the federal government are given to the states. And that brings up, obviously, this Tenth Amendment stuff. What prompted you, my friend, um, to, to start that page? Kind of what are your thoughts on everything that's going on? Clearly, the restrictions are are everywhere, but Michigan has being one of the hitest, hard, hardest hit states by the coronavirus. What are your thoughts on the overreach and the reaction and what we saw today?
0: It, uh, that's the biggest thing. Like, That's why I tell everybody we weren't against the quarantine in the beginning. Nobody knew what this virus is, was, what it's going to do. We still don't know. If anybody tells you this is the plan that's going to work, we don't know. That we're testing everything right now, right. and so when that when the quarantine started, we were like, okay, let's see what happens. But last Thursday, when she put down her executive orders and took away our constitutional rights, that's that's when I had to draw a line in the sand. And if you would have told me six days later we'd be over, <laughs> I think it's a uh, three hundred fifty thousand members in six days. A lot, yeah. I, wow. I would not have believed you. Because when I first started that Thursday night, it grew to like 500 to 800. And I was like, wow, there's 500, 800 people that think just like me, because like many of us out there, regardless if you're from Michigan or not, I think many Americans were kind of sitting in the in the background because we didn't want the social backlash of speaking up. Right. But when she when she dropped down the hammer on us and took away our constitutional rights and put us in submission, then I was done. So I started that group, and I woke up the next morning. And there was eight thousand, and later on that day, we're growing to fifty thousand. Next day, hundred, then two hundred, then three hundred. Now we're at three hundred fifty thousand members, and nice. that that gave us a voice, a voice, and that's what you're seeing. That's what you're feeling, and I feel that most of America feels the way that we do right now.
2: Well, that's yeah, a beautiful yeah. thing, and ahead, I mean, man. look the the. The steps the draconian steps that she took you know please spell those out for us a little bit more uh, compared to the Iowa governor which you know we were one of the few states that hasn't been completely locked down so uh, she took it a step further though and listen to her talk you know saying things like oh my goodness you don't even really need to exercise your constitutional rights right now it's cold out I went who who voted for this to put this person in charge of an
0: entire state and you're right, Pat. And here's why: like I just watched her press conference, and I was upset because you don't lead with fear. You don't lead with fear. And I I read a quote the other day. It's not my quote, but I will be tweeting it later. Is keeping immunocompromised people at home is quarantine. Keeping healthy people at home is tyranny. Okay. Right. And she's she's leading with fear. There's no hope. There's no plan. You know, if she would have just led with hope and say, hey, we're gonna get through this, Michigan. I got your back, Michigan. We're gonna trudge forward. Here's the plan that I have in place. But there's no plan. Like, she just gave an example today. She says, I have a story that I wanna share with everybody with a Michigander who recovered from COVID and who went skiing. And he said the only way that he thought that he got something was from something out of the ordinary that he thinks that when he touched a gas station pump. (laughs) And I was like, you can't lead with that story. There's no scientific evidence. The incubation period, is anywhere from two to fourteen days. So he could have contracted that a million different ways. Yeah, yeah. But to, to lead that people down, because what does that do? It paralyzes people because they stay in fear mode. And when they're in fear mode, they can't logically think. Right. That's called control. Yeah. And that's what she's trying to do. And there's rumors that she wants to get on Joe Biden's ticket. I don't know if those are true or not. I heard that. Yeah. But when you put your individual you know, rights ahead of other people, like you're, you're, you're what you wanna get out of this, ahead of Michiganders, that's where I have a problem. Because I've always said from the beginning, guys, we can't have the solution of this thing be bigger than what's gonna happen if we continue to quarantine, if we continue to keep our constitutional rights taken away from us. Because Absolutely. here's, here's Absolutely. the stories that I'm hearing right now. And here's here's, I thought I was alone, just like many of us out there, just like many Americans out there, we thought we were alone. But now I'm starting to hear these personal stories. I'm starting to to understand where they're coming from. I'm starting to know these people. And what I'm hearing, yeah, we are very sorry for the almost 2,000 Michiganders that have died from this disease. We feel so sorry for those people, for the friends and family that are going through it, who are infected. We feel very sorry for those people. But we're still concerned about the 96% of people out there who are getting directly affected. From this, what we have right right now, which you men are both well aware of, is increased domestic violence, which scares me because there's kids involved now. And these kids are probably going to see things that will leave scars for them for the rest of their lives and with domestic violence. And not a a lot of people know this from me, that I went to the police academy. My background was criminal justice before I became a chiropractor. And Pat, I visited your gym back when I went to Davenport, Iowa at Palmer.
2: Nice. (laughs) whole
0: world, right? Yeah. And so... That's what I like. The biggest thing to get back to domestic violence is when those cops, the number one call that is the most dangerous for them is domestic violence. So now we're putting our men and women in uniform with a badge in danger.
1: Absolutely. There's been an increase in suicides, too, in addition to domestic violence.
0: Yep. And I was going right with that because with the increased suicides, who are we worried about? Our men and women in uniform who have fought for us, for our country, who came back from war who has post-traumatic stress disorder. And the worst thing we can do for those men and women is tell them to go home, sit inside, mm. sit inside, don't work. These people need a purpose. They need to get their hands dirty. They need to be interacting mm. and be active. So we, we have all these problems, but she doesn't focus on those. She focuses on the person who might've touched a gasoline pump that got over COVID by the way, right? Cause we know the odds of you surviving this right now, according to the stats, because yeah. i always say, stats and data don't lie is very very good what is it like 97
2: 98% yeah it's 98%
0: so we're shutting down the world we're shutting down america we're taking away people's constitutional rights data that
1: doesn't, doesn't make sense like to you me. said data doesn't lie but them pesky freaking models do
0: yep they do they do well, but here's here's one right now that i've been been watching i haven't seen it in a couple of days but sweden they decided not to quarantine. I haven't been keeping up on them for the past couple of days, so I don't know, but they're the same population as Michigan. They're around 10 million. And I think we're neck and neck. And I, I might I, the last graph that I saw, I might have saw that Sweden was starting to drop a little bit compared to us. And there's so many different variables with that. Cause I'm yeah. not a scientist. I'm not a medical doctor. I don't know. Right. But we're usually a little bit more unhealthy than most people, right? Americans, we lead it in cardiovascular disease. Yeah. We lead it in obesity. And I just saw an article the other day, I think if you have obesity, that your your risk of dying goes up. And so Absolutely. we, we yeah. have a society that's unhealthy, so we're telling them to go inside. The The drinking's out of control, right? Alcohol sales are through the roof. People are suppressing their immune system. They're in fear. They're not exercising. They have no purpose. We're all becoming susceptible to a virus that shouldn't have that much teeth on it, but we're going to give it teeth yeah. by what we're doing.
1: Well, and that's yeah, part of. Here's a, yeah, go, ahead, Pat, go ahead, Jeff. Well, I was just saying, you know, part of why we keep our immune system strong is, like you said, we expose ourselves. We're out there. We're exposing ourselves to different, you know, just different germs, et cetera, and that's how we keep our immune system strong. And like you said, you keep us locked in. You know, even even on a good day, it's just weakening our immune system not to be out and exposing ourselves to different elements.
0: One percent. Because here's here's what I'm telling people: is it's not if I'm going to get the virus, you're probably going to get the virus if you haven't already. You know, a lot of people right now are thinking and looking back over the last couple of months, especially on the west side of Michigan, because the east side of Michigan is getting hit pretty hard right now in Detroit. But the west side of Michigan, and I even remember with the, seeing a lot of people, even my own family members, they had weird signs and symptoms.
2: Yeah, they exactly. Had,
0: they had some kind of cold that they weren't getting over it, and it was like a week and a half and two weeks. Millions, millions, millions of people. I had it. Yeah. My, my family
2: had it. My my, my wife and kids had it. My, most of my production crew had it. We've talked about this. Millions of Americans already had this thing in November, December, and January.
0: See, that those are the tests that I want run, where they, they call the antibody test, right? right? That, that's what we should be focused on right now as we're sitting inside getting our constitutional rights ripped from us. Hmm. Maybe we should start getting those tests, and then we know we're like, hey, we don't have it. Guess what? We can get back to work. And here's – and so this young lady who works uh, – who's a journalist at Northwestern um, just interviewed me before, and she said, what's your plan? <clears throat> Look, guys, you know, like I told you, six, six days ago, if you tell me I'd be having a conversation with Pat, the UFC Hall of Famer, <laughs> I would have laughed at you. I'd be like, man, I hope I might have a conversation with the guy because, Pat, I love you, man. I've been following you for years. Thanks, brother. But if you would have told me I'd be where I'm at right now, I would have laughed at you. If you want If you want to make God laugh, you tell him your plans. And, you know, I'm, we're not going to quit. You know, we, we are, we are a big movement right now. We're growing. We're trying to get to over a million members and I appreciate you guys having me on here so we can try to accomplish that, but we're not done. And that was the question that was asked for me earlier today. Like what happens if you guys go back to work? I'm like, well, we win. And like, then what? I was like, then it goes into phase two. And they're like, well, what's phase two? I said, we're going to grow our membership to over 1 million people. And we're going to start organi- organizing rallies. Late summer, early fall, when this virus has already gone through, you're like, why are you going to electing
2: that? politicians that do constitutional things? Yeah,
0: you got it. That's our second phase: is to strip the, the not only the Michigan governor, but governors, the right to be able to do this again. They're going to get their yeah. executive orders retracted because you can't take away people's constitutional rights. You can't.
1: Well, and the, the beautiful right. thing is, talk, I'm just let me just just to so say this real quick, Pat. The beautiful thing is, we've been going for what twenty minutes now. I don't even know how long. You haven't you haven't mentioned anything about one side or the other because what we're talking about is transcends all of that. What we're leaving is a legacy for our kids, our kids, kids, and our kids, kids, kids. This is a nonpartisan issue. When people's constitutional rights are stripped, that affects everybody, not just blue states and red states. Everybody's locked down right now not just certain political ideology.
0: You just gave me the chills (laughs) because you're exactly 100% right. This doesn't, this doesn't, we don't care if you're a Democrat. We don't care that you're Republican. We don't care if you're an independent or a libertarian. This is about being an American. This is about a piece of paper that our forefathers inked for us to have these rights. And for people, Republican or Democrat, to be able to exercise those rights when they want to declare emergency orders to have those things enforced, that's scary. That's tyranny. That's not America. And that's that. That's the fear of big government,
2: whether it's state government, whether it's federal government, no matter what it is, big government ends up being tyrannical and can control the masses. And that's something you do not want. You always want a smaller government for the purpose of being able to reach out and touch the people that control you. And that's the thing. You need to be able to hold a conversation with them face-to-face. Then they don't tend to do these sort of things, and that's that's so important. And also on top of that, you know, uh, this is not political either, but what we've got right now is a situation where, you know, you've got the Green New Deal that was being pushed through, you've got uh, Agenda 21, uh, you've got the bailout uh, numbers, the trillions of dollars, and the stipulations that government made, mind you, Republicans and Democrats at the federal level, making stipulations on the companies, including the airlines, uh, new emission controls, all this sort of stuff that was mentioned and outlined in the Green New Deal and Agenda 21. When the, when the governor of Michigan says you can't plant your own seeds, well, let me give you some news from Agenda 21. The whole premise of it, one of it, is the government taking over food production and moving people from uh, 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 suburban or, or, sorry, rural settings into urban settings and the government taking over food production they don't want you to be able to grow your own food folks
1: thoughts on that you're
0: you're way more involved in politics than i am pat
1: (laughs)
2: well it's, it's 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 just something that i'm passionate about that that you know jeffrey and i have been covering this stuff for a long time and we see the bigger picture we knew that the stock market was set to collapse this spring. Did we know it was going to be, uh, you know, a COVID-19 that was going to be used as cover for it? No, we did not. But think about it. It proves my how fast the federal government moved to throw trillions, 6 to $10 trillion at this thing in a couple of weeks' time Yeah. as soon as it happened. This was, look, whether it was accidental, whether this was from a meat market in, in China or from a laboratory, it doesn't matter right now. They used it to bail out all the banks and big corporations that were failing.
0: Yeah. And yeah, like and here's and here's what I say too man, like one thing with Americans, we are very good at improvising, adapting and overcoming things. I do feel if we can get through this and do it the right way, we'll be a stronger nation for it, we'll be a better yeah, absolutely. people for it. And you're right, this is this is a bipartisan issue and I I'm so sick of hearing the, the the trolls we call them right and they hate and look like i've been called more things over the past couple of days than i ever wanted to ever be called again you know join the club believe. brother join the club yeah <laughs> I, know, man. I was but told you know today what?
1: i was told today on twitter i was a dimwit and they wished i died of covid
0: yeah well and the biggest thing that i don't like to hear is you know they're, they're coming after my family now they're threatening threatening the lives of my my wife and my kids and you know right. that's that's just wrong. You well, know, that's what I heard yesterday problem. during the
1: Facebook live. One of your other administrators, I forget his name, the guy with the big red red blonde beard, was saying you guys all are getting. Yeah, I mean it's disrupting your family. You guys are getting threats from your family, and that's that's dangerous, man. That I mean, if yes. you don't mind, because I know you guys don't like entertaining. I, I know we are the conspiracy farm, but I know you guys don't like entertaining the conspiracy aspect of this. But I mean, you're seeing not only are constitutional rights taken away. You I mean you're seeing people snitching on other people who are choosing to exercise their constitutional rights and keeping their business open in Los Angeles. They're shutting off power for people who have just chosen to open back up and make a living. What are your thoughts on that? Are we, is that a slippery slope towards that, a, that a country a, full of Karens?
0: 100%. And that's what I'm worried about is we have a governor, according to her press conference, is not going to give in that once to a continued to extended. And what I just told the person who interviewed me just 40 minutes ago that there is a boiling pot right now and it's full and the governor has the lid and she can do the right thing and work with us and get us back to work as safe and as fast as possible, or she can decide to put that lid on that pot. We're not a hate group. We're not a violent group. I'm trying to do everything that I can to keep everybody together to go forward in the right direction. But I do know when you take people's rights away, when you try to make them submit to your tyranny, that's not good that's not good for anybody because if it boils over here in michigan it will boil over into other states and And it already is today
1: there was north carolina was doing similar to what you guys were doing not i don't think the same numbers but yeah this is michigan michigan is just one state of the 50 states and the territories that are affected by this and it was just right on time they scared us for about a month everyone started clicking with everyone like this isn't right I can't Mike, make you know sense. all these family businesses that collapsed the middle class just decimated it. And people have just had enough because it's not making sense. And all these people who are just slaves to authority that are just following along just to follow along, who are probably going to be the first freaking people in line when Bill Gates pulls out his vaccine. Not to get into that, but it's, it's very dangerous. Going back to kind of the people who are snitching. People got to figure out right now that this, you know, this is I, I was saying the study halls over doing the homework is over. This is the test. And if you haven't studied for the test, you're not going to fare so well.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. And I'm so sick of hearing from the trolls that you guys are just worried about the economy. You guys are just worried about the money. And I said, no, we're we're not worried about that. I'm worried about what happens to the people if the economy crashes. That's what I'm worried about. And I'm also like, if they're calling me selfish, then what does that say to the over one million men and women who have fought and who have given the ultimate sacrifice for this country and died? for our rights. When right. we allow them to get stamped on, uh, they, they fought and died for our right to assemble, our right to be able to go travel to place to place, our rights to buy what we want to buy. Yeah. You know, plant your own gardens. Right it, it's not America. We all know that. We all feel that. And so these next 2 weeks will be interesting. We're at a crossroads, gentlemen. Yeah. We truly are. We are, and I'm hoping and- that some common sense gets in here and directs us down the path so we can build or build the country that we all know and love. Yeah, and the thing is that
2: we we already understand is that given the the ragged condition that the global banks were in uh, before this happened, uh, that this was that this was coming down the pike anyway. Uh, the amount of money that has been injected, the QE program after the 2008 collapse, the housing bubble collapse and now this one is going to potentially create hyperinflation to a level that people have can't even imagine. Look, mm. chicken, eggs, uh, a lot of other products that I've seen at the grocery store have already doubled in price, and and hyperinflation hasn't even hit. People haven't even run away from the American dollar yet, which they're going to do. And then the real inflation is going to start to set in, and people do not understand that the hidden tax – is inflation. Either way, the elites are going to get their money back through inflation and hyperinflation, and that is where the biggest transfer of wealth takes place, not only just digitally injecting 6 to $10 trillion into the economy and giving corporations and banks bailouts again (laughs) instead of letting them go bankrupt and reset things the way they're supposed to reset, but the insult, the fact that citizens are happy to get a $1,200 check with, mind you, Donald Trump demanded that his signature be on those checks. I got I, I got news for you, folks. You're on the hook for another $60,000 personally, each man, woman, and child in this country, while you celebrate a $1,200 check of currency that, well, is worth nothing now.
1: Or soon to be, yeah. There's so many levels to this. So, again, without taking you down the rabbit hole with a speculate, if you don't mind, you know, we're, we're two weeks away from them potentially lifting the, you know, the stay at home order for most states. They're talking about doing a slow roll, depending on how much it's impact each state. How do you see things playing out? You know, because they've gone from the projections of two, 200,000 to 100,000 to, oh, we can maybe open by the end of May. They cancel the Summer Olympics in Japan. Like, play it out for me 12 months from now. What are we looking at?
0: Well, I think we just have to do it slowly because, again, nobody knows. I mean, it's we. I don't know who's been infected, who hasn't. So if we open it up, then there's going to be a jump in cases maybe, or maybe it's already worked through. I wish I had those answers. Right. I wish I could go out there and say this is exactly what's going to happen if we Uh-oh. do this. And nobody knows. And so what I would do in this situation is do it strategically. Just like I said, like in the state of Michigan, we have counties, and they labeled each county green, yellow, or red. And you can do this with every single state. The green counties are obviously the ones that are not infected, are not infected the most. So maybe you can start going to those counties and alert the medical professionals, alert the hospitals, alert the local law enforcement and say, hey, you know, we're going to try this, guys. We're going to start getting some people back to work. And then we're going to analyze. We're going to improvise. We're going to overcome any any things. And we're going to expect the worst. Right. No, expect or prepare for the worst, but expect the best. Right. And so, and then there's the yellow counties, right? In the yellow counties, you can put criteria and numbers in there to say, hey, if it falls underneath this, we can get these people back to work and let's see what happens. The red counties, you have to do what you're doing. And that's, that's a good plan, I feel, that For sure. you can at least, especially, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the UP. UP is like its own state in itself. It's separated right. from the Mackinac Bridge. I mean that's that's out in the middle of nowhere. Those people are social distancing times one million, right? <laughs> so maybe maybe you can start at least and that's what I told the, the senators today. I said, guys, just give us a bite of an apple. That's all we're asking. These people just need hope. Give them something. Uh, give them give them give them something. That's all we ask. And then we can slowly start to open up. She can look like a hero at this thing. If she would just come to the table and do what I just said and give these people hope and inspiration, Michiganders will follow. But if she continues down and continues to put her foot on our Constitution, it's going to go bad real quick. Yeah. People are going to just open up their businesses. They're just going to start rebelling that way, and then what What does that lead to? I don't know, but it doesn't look good.
1: Well, looking it's at the so protest today, I'm like, they can't arrest all those people. <laughs> that was they a can't. lot of people. And-
0: And then you're putting our local law enforcement and our state police in in a position, right? Because the state police, I think they have to follow the executive orders of the state of Michigan. But they also took an oath to uphold what?
1: The Constitution Constitution. of the
0: United States. So what do you do? What's right? What's wrong?
1: Well, see, and that that becomes a slippery slope. And I'm not sure, and we've talked about this on the show, and I'm not sure how much you're aware of Rex 84 or the continuity of government provisions uh, within national emergencies, et cetera. To my understanding, when you bring in FEMA, when you declare national emergencies, and I could be off, and I'm not sure how much you know about this, that the Constitution essentially is suspended when you have certain issuances of uh, national emergencies. So that's what's so beautiful about what you guys are doing. You're literally trying to create legislation that changes this. But it almost, and I'm not saying it's not, it's for naught, but if certain declarations nationally and federally are declared that nullify any of those kind of laws, what where are we at?
0: Exactly. And that's and that's that's a scary part. Right. We're in this gray area that could go either way. And that's going to be our phase two in our organization, because they're like, what happens when you go back to work is we're going to fight for that to take away those executive orders. So whoever Republican or Democrat will never be able to do this again. Right. It's power of the people, guys. And this this movement that we're growing right now, this is going to grow bigger than just Michiganders against excessive quarantine. You know Anybody out there who wants to join our mission right now, who wants to join our vision, I don't care what political party you are. If you care about this country and you care about the Constitution of the United States, join our vision. Join it and come yeah. together as a nation.
1: And, and, and definitely, need- and like I said before, care about the world. We're leaving our kids and our grandkids. This This isn't going to go away. Even if we go back to normal, the level of rights that we've been willing to give up, they know that. And so, you know, how much more are we going to be willing to give up for a certain measure of safety and security? I forget who it was. Ben Franklin said, if you're willing to do that, then you deserve neither security nor safety. But
2: I want to I want to just add this. And this is this is my personal take. And I want for those for the people that are going to be listening to this, I want them to try and understand and absorb this, that the longer the federal government and each of these governors keep this this uh, country closed down, the easier it will be to blame a pandemic for the coming financial implosion, because it is here, folks. It has already happened. The bailouts have already happened. So make no mistake, we are now in trouble as a nation financially more than we ever have been. I don't think people fully understand how much trouble we are in. So the longer they can keep us closed, and notice, and I'm going to cross the line on in terms of politics the blue states seem to be a lot more extreme and keeping their states closed longer and more stringent on their rules than any other state red state okay i'm just gonna say it and so in my mind no matter what we are headed for a financial disaster and the longer they can keep the states and the nation closed the easier the politicians and the elites can skate by and not get drug into the streets well and in, with,
0: you know, what's the easiest way to control society? Keep them in what? Fear. fear yeah. Fear-based conditioning. That's Absolutely. what we're Fear-based
1: conditioning.
0: And it keeps everybody in what's called reptilian mode, right? In fight exactly. or flight. Yep. Yeah. And that's another thing that's scary with this is the adrenal fatigue that's going to happen because of the stress. Yes. And what people are doing to their immune systems. Because what will happen is their body will become susceptible not only to COVID, but to the common flu, the common cold, and we're already a sick society. So we're literally, seven. if you want overwhelming of the medical system that they keep claiming that's going to happen, what do you think is going to happen when hmm. that happens?
2: Yeah, this is this is what um, I want everybody to understand. The stress you're feeling, the nervousness you're feeling, the butterflies in your stomach that's what it feels like when you're sitting in a locker room and you're waiting to go out to defend your world title, mm-hmm. and the fight's going on before you, and the and the the entire building is shaking because the fight's getting exciting, and you're nervous and you're getting ready to go out. That's that's what we're all feeling right now, but at a uh, just a constant at a constant rate,
1: right? Never coming back down.
0: And, uh, Pat, I'm an old football guy, and you're exactly right. We, we're literally in the fourth quarter right now. It's yep. fourth goal. Yeah.
1: Well, it if, is. I know you're busy, man. Don't want to keep you too much longer. But another aspect of this, because obviously the financial aspect is going to be huge from now until however long. But you know, we're we're seeing, and I'll say this to you, like I've said to almost all of our guests, look at what's happening in our grocery stores right now, and and it's starting to change. But people's bellies are relatively full. They still have a little bit of dough, and they're fighting over hand sanitizers and toilet paper. We we, we know the national guards on our streets. What do you see in Michigan from your standpoint if this does go on? The social impact, social unrest, potential riots, et cetera, looting. What are your thoughts? I mean, that's worst-case scenario, obviously, but do you see that as a potentiality?
0: I don't know which way it's going to go. I mean, yes, exactly what you just said. That's possible. It truly is. And it's not weeks. I mean, it's it could be a couple weeks. It could be three weeks. It could be a couple months. It could be a year. I don't know when or where, but that is truly, that's possible of what's going on right now. Right. And people are slowly starting to wake up. And that's why I started this group, you know, yeah. and, and my, my path is going a different direction. I never would have thought it would have went this way, but now it is. And I will not quit. The people who know me personally out there know the type of person that I am. And I will not quit. I will go and go and go until I reach my goal. That's just the type of mindset that I have. And that's the type of mindset I'm going to bring to this group. So, gentlemen, if you have people that want to join us, join us. Yeah, tell us the Facebook tell us the Facebook page again, please. It's Michiganders against excessive quarantine. We were just on Fox News this today on their homepage, but if yeah. you Google that, it will come
1: up. Well, that's Beautiful. what the Universe often oftentimes provides, like Bob Ross calls those happy accidents, man. Like you said, a week ago you were at one place and then universe throws you a curveball or whatever you believe throws you a curveball, and now here you are, man. And I can't tell you, I mean, it's not even political man just thank you thank you for putting your neck your reputation your energy on the line to just bring awareness because like i said this transcends politics ladies and gentlemen this is affecting everyone and if if this continues I, we don't we don't even want to really see where this could go man because like i said americans are a special breed they can all we and we've had, we've said this man on the show we've let stuff slide constitutionally for a very very long, long time, time. And you start restricting people's movements like you are, arresting fathers, playing t-ball with their daughter, That's it, it changes the game significantly. So, um, again, man, I can't thank you enough. Shout out any social networking stuff other than the Facebook page where we can maybe follow you but if you would this like.
0: This is what's funny. Is I'd never tweeted before. Now I'm <laughs> tweeting Jeffrey. When you tweeted me, I didn't know how to respond to you. <laughs> I was like, "What in the hell button do I hit?" And so, yeah, I'm on I'm on Twitter now. Um, Stand Up Michigan Instagram. Stand Up Michigan. Uh, you can find me by my name, Garrett Soldano too. But uh, gentlemen, I can't I can't thank you enough for having me on your show. Um, but man, join us and we'll take this fight and we'll get things done. And we're going to get a great group of people together, and we're going to make change. That's what this is about. And you have a leader that will not quit, and that's what I can guarantee everybody that's listening out there that we will not quit. I will not give up on Michiganders, and I will not give up on the United States of America.
1: That's Beautiful. what I'm talking Garrett,
0: about. I
2: tell you what, dude, you are—you don't—I don't think you realize. Uh, you look—I've been outspoken for a long time. Jeffrey's been outspoken for a long time. Five years that we've been doing this show, we've been called every name for five years straight. But I got to tell you, by doing what you're doing, uh, you should have a lot of solace and, and be, be very proud of yourself and the people around you, what you're doing. Because I tell you what, what you've done is you have started a snowball that is going to continue to roll downhill. Exactly. And every state, all the citizens in these states that are awake are going to do the same thing because of what you're doing.
0: I appreciate that, Pat. And the biggest thing right now is I got to be able to look at my wife in the eyes, my kids. Yes. I got to be able to look at myself in the mirror, and I got to be able to look at the 350,000 people and growing in the eyes one day, and I will not give up. I will not quit on them, man. There you go. Brother. You are a beautiful go, human, baby.
1: Be the change you want to see in the world, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Garrett Soldano. I thank you so much for your time. Godspeed. Continue that work, brother. And, you know, like we've said to all of our guests lately who can. Bring a little bit of information to this. few weeks, couple months down the line, if this persists, you are welcome back to see how things have changed, where they've gone. You always have a, a home here at the farm, brother.
2: And when you decide to run for office, we'll certainly have you
1: back on also. Damn straight.
0: All right, guys. Hey, follow me on social media, guys. Let's make change.
1: Absolutely. Garrett Sildano, ladies and gentlemen. Peace and so much love. Stay tuned. There will always be more.